Welcome, Welcome to the Lawyer Human Show. That's Colin. That's Sarah. Oh, and we are partners in life and business. Yeah, we are. So, I just realized that I never told our audience about my recent adventures in Houston. Okay. So, my dad was having surgery. It was a planned surgery. And so, I had planned to stay there for that, and I thought he'd be, like, out of the hospital by Sunday, the following Sunday. And he, it wasn't looking like that was going to happen. So, I moved my flight to a Tuesday. Well, it just so happened that that Tuesday, a freak winter storm hit Houston, Texas, and it was a good 40 degrees colder than it is here in Seattle. Everything froze over. The roads, like, shut down. Everything was iced. And so my flight was going to get basically canceled, I thought. Well, Southwest was warning me that it was going to get canceled and that I should reschedule. So I rescheduled it for the following morning, Wednesday morning. The weather, however, throughout Tuesday got worse and worse, not better. Things did not warm up, and they were expecting a hard freeze overnight. I didn't want my mom to have to drive me to the airport, so I booked a super shuttle. And a super shuttle allowed me to book it. They were picking me up in the morning. I thought everything was settled. Wake up in the morning at like, you know, I don't know, three. And I have a voicemail from Super Shuttle canceling my ride in the morning. Sad. So sad. I was thinking to myself, what am I going to do? How am I getting out of Houston and back to Seattle? And luckily, well, there are things like Uber and Lyft available. But I wasn't sure if that was going to work. So I booked an Uber and crossed my fingers, even though I didn't see any cars on the road. Because, you know, you can, like, see the little cars mm-hmm. wandering around. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any cars. But I crossed my fingers and was like, hopefully this works. And the Uber arrived. They were, like, 20 to 30 minutes late, but they, uh, yeah, they... They showed up at your door. Yeah, they showed up. Boom. At my door, we slipped and slided a bit um, on the way to the airport. It took a bit longer because all the highways were closed, freeways were closed, but I made it, and I made it out of Houston. That's good. Alive and well. I always want to make it out of Houston. <laughs> but it was kind of a crazy experience trying to get out of there. I felt a little bit like I was in like the Home Alone movie where she's like trying to get back and then the flights are canceled and then she hops in like the van with the Blues Brothers or whatever. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with the, uh, I thought you were, your angle into the, uh, the quote you got. Oh, you're, yeah. You're, that is what I was eventually... Changed. Yes. And the one... Sad thing. Sad thing slash very negative thing is these, like, algorithms that Uber and Lyft use. Well, I don't know if Lyft uses it. Uber uses to 
determine surge pricing. Like, they don't take into account natural disasters. And I feel a little bit like it's price gouging because about 10 minutes before my ride was supposed to get there, they sent me, like, a an alert being like, Yo, just kidding. Your quote was incorrect, and it is now surge pricing. Click OK to accept, but it's 10 minutes before I have to go to the airport. How am I not going to accept that? I don't have any choice at that point. Yeah. So I had to accept it. They didn't even tell me how much the surge was. Hmm. So the original quote was like 50 bucks to get to the airport, which was a little bit more than the Super Shuttle, but still within the realm of reasonable. In the end, the bill was $150. You didn't tell me that. You told me it was $100. Oh, (laughs) yeah, no, it was $150. So it might be worth talking to Super Shuttle and say, hey, this is how you wronged me. Yeah. This was the difference I had to pay. This is why you kvetch. Yeah. Well... I was thinking what life lessons might be taken out of this. And what came to mind is being a boy from the mountain has its (laughs) advantages. Like learning to drive in the snow. Yeah. My problem was is I couldn't drive on ice. Well, I couldn't drive because I would have had to leave my parents' car at the airport. Right, right. And your mom... Did not grow up in the mountains. No, but she did drive in Alaska for a long time. She should be fine. Yeah. But she was being a baby. I mean, it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. The cars were not equipped there also with, like, snow tires. And chains. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go to the mountains, folks. Learn to drive. Safe environment. The worst that'll happen is you'll end up in a ditch. Well, maybe worse. I had a in driver's education class in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. They encouraged you to go to a snowy parking lot and do some donuts huh. and practice sliding around and you know regaining control. From oh, the skin. New Mexicans! And this instructor was telling a story of watching a student leave after class on a snowy day and then going over with whoever the licensed driver was, mm-hmm. and doing these these donuts and, and skids. And he claims, although I think most stories in driver's ed class are fake, or, you know, really... Uh, exaggerated. Exaggerated. He said they, they threw it into a little uh, a slide sideways and then slid into a hidden um, parking block mm-hmm. that was under the snow. And he said the car flipped over. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe an SUV. Maybe a Ford top Explorer. Heavy. Yeah. Those were known yeah. for flipping over. <laughs> Toppling over. Yeah. So, <laughs> bad things can happen. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There you go. Go, go learn to drive and on some ice, folks. Yeah. It comes in handy, even in unexpected places. Lawyer humans out. <laughs>